Well, as they get off the stage, I'm going to start a sermon called Behold Your Mother. And I, I pray that this message is very encouraging. You know, in a lot of churches, they'll have like the pastor, the woman pastor or the pastor's wife share the message. But we figured, hey, it's Mother's Day. Amrita's a mother. She needs the day off, you know. She didn't want to be preparing a message, and so afterwards, I'm going to be cooking her a meal at her request. Coconut shrimp, my friends. Coconut shrimp with a Thai chili sauce and an orange marmalade. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, mother is such a beautiful word. There's this British council that did a survey of 40,000 people throughout the world to ask what the most beautiful wor word in English was to them. And you know what the number one response was? mother because mothers are beautiful and we think it's appropriate to talk about this especially in a church called kalos which means beautiful in greek where we talk about beauty mothers are beautiful and uh, i just think today we need to honor our moms amen and uh moms in this room we want to honor you today because without you, we would not be alive. <laughs> we want to honor you because you are just amazing, and we want to be more like you. And so I want to jump into a scripture that uh, explains a story about Jesus taking care of his mom, and it comes from John 19, 25 through 27. Let's read this together. Jesus on the cross, verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. Dear Father, I pray that you bless this message. Lord, I pray that it be encouraging for our moms. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'd help us to follow in your example of how you treated your mother, Father. I pray that you'd open our hearts to your word, and we wouldn't just be hearers of your word, but doers of the word. We pray in the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. Amen. You know, as we have read this scripture, we see how Jesus treats his mom. And I've learned a lot about motherhood, especially watching Amritha, Pastor Amritha, for the last two years. We have a two-year-old son named Obadiah, and moms are different than dads. You know, after a long day of cleaning Obi, our son Obi, after playing with him, after feeding him, Amritha will do something really crazy. We finally get him into bed, and we're excited to check out, maybe watch some TV, maybe just make some tea, maybe just hang out. And I, I'm really excited to not think about my son, because I've been a good father, I've been a good parent. We've done all the necessities, but Amritha, after putting him to bed many times, immediately she will take out her phone and just start looking at pictures of Obadiah. <laughs> and look at videos of Obadiah, and she'll say, honey, come here. Honey, come here. Look at this sweet picture of Obadiah. I'm like, get that out of my face. I've been with that kid for like eight hours today. I, I'm good. I'm done, but she, oh, isn't, isn't he so fresh? He's just so fresh. He's, he's so cute. No! I put him to bed. I finished the race. <laughs> I fought the good fight. I am done. And very early on in our parenting relationship, I realized that moms tend to be a lot different than dads. Phil, could you put up this picture? You know, this is, this is what Amrita's like. She's in the bed. She's like, 
going to bed. Oh, God, I'm such a terrible mother. I should nurture more, but not too much. I don't want a mommy's boy. Why am I so tired? Do I have an underactive thyroid? I should play with the baby to aid the brain development. Oh, what if ha something happens to the kid? I need to go to the gym. Why can't I be more like Gwyneth? But when I go to bed, this is me. I spent 10 minutes with my son today. I'm a pretty awesome dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty awesome dad. Moms and dads just tend to be wired differently, at least in our relationship. And uh, I learned this phrase. It's called mom guilt. Have you guys ever heard of this phrase, mom guilt? It's like you can do so much work. And in our relationship, Amritha by far carries more weight as far as making sure our son is a responsible citizen and a contributor to the earth. She does such a great job. And she can work hard and work hard and take care of him, make sure everything is in order. But at the end of the day, she's wondering, ah, oh, should I have done more to help my son? I could have loved on him a little more. I could have made a little better food. I could have given him some more money. I know he's only two years old, but he deserves the best. And uh, I, it's just crazy. Like if Obi falls down, Amritha, nurturing mother, runs to him, loves on him. If I see it, I'm like, Obi, walk it off. <laughs> walk it off. <laughs> if, if Obi gets hungry, Amritha feeds him, takes care of him, and I'm like, get a job. No such thing as a free meal, son. Okay? <laughs> I can ignore the cries of my son for an hour. I'm not a bad father, but I can, if I choose to, I can zone it out for an hour. I just go to that place in my brain where I don't have to think about anything. Amritha, she cannot ignore his cries. She's like, what are you guys doing in there? Obi has been whining to you. I don't know. I was just ignoring it. I was ignoring it. And uh, we have had to identify and discover how we're going to parent and just really dive into this realm of mom guilt. And uh, it's crazy because I'm learning more the heart of a mother that no matter what time of the day it is, she carries the weight. Right now, you're probably thinking about Obi. What's he doing? What's he thinking? What's he wearing? Does he have a diaper on? You know, it's just this whole idea of just constantly thinking and thinking. And moms are pretty tough on themselves. Would you agree with me? Amen. Moms are pretty tough on themselves. And as we've gone through parenting, I've realized that as society, we don't really make it that much easier for moms. In fact, a lot of times we do something called mom shaming, where we observe moms and we secretly judge them. And it adds even more weight on them. Like, hey, are they breastfeeding or bottle feeding? Are they letting the baby sleep in the crib, or are they letting them sleep in the bed? I remember feeling all these feelings when we're making decisions, and people are like, oh my goodness, you're not using a pacifier, you monster. Where other people are like, hey, you should use a pacifier if you want to be a good human. We're like, wow, so much pressure. You know, I remember uh, just so many questions we asked about cribs and foods and raising this kid. Uh, should we put the kid in daycare? Yes, no. Oh, Oh, you work a job and you're a mom, you're a horrible person. Just all this judgment. It's like no matter what decision you make, there's extra judgment on your shoulders. It's hard to be a mom on top of this mom guilt. And uh, that's why I love this idea and this picture of Jesus on the cross in the scripture. 
Jesus is on the cross. He's saving all of humanity from the sins of the world. He is struggling to breathe on the cross. He had been tortured and whipped. He's bleeding. He's bruised. There had been a crown of thorns placed on his head. He's being humiliated in front of a mob. And it's in this scenario where Jesus could have been consumed with self-pain and focusing on himself. But in the scripture that we just read, Jesus isn't just focused on his own pain. He considers his mother. He considers his mother. How is she doing? And the scriptures say that Jesus saw his mother, and then he said something to his mother, and then he made plans to sustain his mother and take care of her. And this story, if we can put that scripture back up, it's just a beautiful picture of the heart of Jesus and how he took care of his mother. It says, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. All right, let me just put in a little commentary in this scripture, just to kind of uh, help us understand it a little bit more. But how many Marys are in this story? <laughs> this is wild. So Jesus's mom, does anybody know her name? Mary. Mary. And so he's by his mother, Mary, and his mother's sister. What's, his, what's Mary's sister's name? Mary. Okay, parents. <laughs> You named your daughter Mary. What should we name our next daughter? Mary. What's going on here in the scripture? You know, my, my parents, my name is Pradeepan Jumanohar in Sivaretna, first name Pradeepan. My sister's name is Pradeepa. And at least my parents changed one letter between our names, okay? Pradeepa and Pradeepan. But Jesus' family, Mother Mary and Auntie Mary, and then their friend, Mary Magdalene. A lot of Marys. I, said, I tried this joke on Amritha earlier. She did not laugh at it. And I said, Jesus could have called this, called these people his Mary women. Robin Hood joke, anybody? Robin Hood and his Mary men? No? Tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day! <laughs> Who thought that joke was good? I thought that was pretty good. All right, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And so uh, Jesus is on the cross, and he takes this time to talk to his mom. He speaks to her, he notices her, and he, he takes care of her. And I, I don't know if you notice this in the scripture. He doesn't actually say her name. Maybe it's because it would be very confusing because everybody in his life is apparently named Mary. Or maybe he realized that people would associate his mom with this guy on the cross. And that she would have even more mom guilt. Because obviously she's ha she has to be in pain watching her, her baby son on the cross being tortured. And then if he calls her out in front of this mob that put him on the cross, maybe they would attack her next. Maybe they would judge her. But instead, he just addresses her sweetly and makes plans to take care of her. And uh, I am just challenged by the example of Jesus and how he treated his mother. And I'm inspired to take care of my mother best. And I want to dive into what Jesus did here and talk about these three things Jesus did for his mom. He saw her, 
Jesus said something to her, and he sustained her. And I just think that Jesus is a great example to follow. And I pray that on this Mother's Day that we would learn from the example of Jesus for how we treat our mothers. And if we're mothers, we would see how Jesus treats us. Amen. And so the first thing Jesus says is he sees his mom. It says, when Jesus therefore saw his mother. And I just want to say to you moms, when you're dealing with your mom guilt, when you're feeling the pressure and the weight of the world, when you're feeling, am I a very good mom? Like, I'm doing so much. Does anybody notice? Does anybody care all the things that I do for my children? Does anybody notice? I want to encourage you with this. Jesus notices you. God notices you. All the work you're doing, all the effort, all the sweat, all the chores, all the love, all the hidden efforts you do that nobody has ever thanked you for. I want to let you know God sees it. He appreciates it. It's making a difference. God notices you. I was looking up some stats on mothers, and according to salary.com, a mother should be making at least $143,000 a year. How many people, how many moms would say amen to that? Come on, that's awesome. And so I, I, I just think moms do a lot of work, and it doesn't get noticed. You know, I, I will spend time with Obi at the park, but before that, Ambritha wakes him up. She feeds him, cleans him, bathes him, gets him in the car, straps him into the seat, unstraps him in the seat, and then she'll say, hey, can you carry him to the park? And so we walk to the park, and I walk in that park. I'm a dad with my son, and people are like, oh, you're such a good father. Oh you, oh, you take care of your son so good. Oh, you're so handsome. I get it all the time. Wow, like, oh, you're just such a good dad. Meanwhile, all, all I'm doing is walking with my son through the parking lot, and they're like, oh, wow. It's just, it's just so refreshing to see a good parent. Like, wow. And uh, Amrita's done all this work, but nobody's like, uh, hey, you, uh, th- hey, thanks for bathing your child today. <laughs> it's like, I get credit for the most simple things, but people just assume she's going to do it. Or people will say like, oh, hey, Pradeep, and you're babysitting your child today. It's like my child. It's not babysitting, <laughs> you know? But I, I get credit for all these simple things. And uh, I just think we don't give moms enough credit. We don't notice and recognize them enough. But Jesus, he saw his mom. And I want to ask you, do you see your moms? Do you see, truly see the moms in your life? I mean, it's crazy. Like, moms, you had life created in your body. You deserve credit for that. There was life that was formed in your womb, and then you pushed it out. Like, ouch, are you okay, moms? Or, or, or maybe you had a C-section, and there's intense surgery. I, we had a C-section, and the doctor said, don't look, because they literally rip open the skin. They say, don't look, you might faint. But you know what? I saw. <laughs> I saw the internal organs, and it was amazing. It was amazing. And sometimes you don't feel like people see the day in and day out tests. But moms, let me encourage you today. God sees you. God sees you. You do so much. 
It's making a difference. It's awesome. Moms are like superheroes. And I believe God notices because he created the hearts of moms. He knows what it's like. You know, male and female, God created humanity. And moms, women were created in the image of God. Men were created in the image of God. And many times throughout scripture, even God himself uses the imagery of mothers to communicate how he feels. In Matthew 23, 37, Jesus says this, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. Isaiah 66, 13, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. And I, I just think this is amazing. God created mothers. God created them so amazingly, and he notices them, and he notices you. Amen. And so let's follow the example of Jesus and notice and recognize our mothers. Sound like a good plan? Second thing Jesus did on the cross is he spoke to his mom. It says that he said to his mother, he used one of the seven sayings of the cross to speak to his mother. And I, I, I don't know if you're like me and my mom, but my mom loves it any time when I call her, right? And uh, it's so funny. I don't know if this is because I'm brown, Sri Lankan family, but whenever I call any of my parents, the first thing they say is like, why didn't you call me earlier? <laughs> or I try to call you three times already. Like literally without fail, I call my, my mom, I call my dad, they pick up and they go, why didn't you call me earlier? I'm like, I'm calling you right now. Anybody with me? Anybody like that? And so moms just love to be spoken to. They love to be connected to, at least my mom. And I, I just want to ask you, are you connecting with your mom? Are you speaking to her? When was the last time you talked to her just to connect? When was the last time you just dug into her heart and communicated with her and you spoke with her? You know, our, our son, is uh, he's like two years old, and we're so desperate to hear his voice. He, he's mostly saying things like, We love it. <laughs> we love hearing his voice. You know, sometimes Amritha and I will get in a, a heated conversation, and uh, he'll jump right in. We're like, hey, da-da-da-da. He'll be like, ah, da Or if we practice our sermons, he just inserts his voice in there. We'll be like, and then Jesus said, and then Obi will be like, ah, da 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 And we, we love it. We love hearing his voice. And I, I just love that Jesus on the cross, struggling to breathe, he took a moment to speak to his mother. Isn't that an amazing picture that Jesus Christ would do that? And I, I just want to let you, you moms know, like, even when you feel like you're not noticed or you're doing a bad job, I just want to even encourage you right now that God is speaking to you. He, he loves to speak to you, just like Jesus Christ did on the cross. And, and moms, I, I think if you truly tune into what God is saying, you would hear him say, I am so proud of you. You're not alone. Like, I love you. You're, you're a great mom. You're a masterpiece. Like, I created you. You're, you're not going to fail. 
Like, hey, don't, don't just measure yourselves by one bad day, but measure yourself by the impact you're making on this life. Like, don't give up. And I just believe that God is speaking to your moms because you, you carry such a great role in such a great way. God is speaking to you. You know, I, I was just talking to a friend, and, and she said, I, I, I went and hung out with my other mom friend, and she was just having a bad day. And I, I just decided to encourage her and let her know that she's a good mom. I just wanted to speak that to her because I, I knew she was going through kind of a hard time. And so I, I walked up to her, and I just said, hey, I want to let you know something. You're a good mom. You're doing a good job. Like, I'm so proud of you, and I'm thankful for you. And she said, this, this mom immediately broke into tears. She's like, I, I didn't think I was doing a good job. Literally nobody has ever told me I'm a good mom. I thought I was failing at every corner, all the decisions I was making, my attitude. Sometimes I'm too mean. Sometimes I don't make enough time. Sometimes I just, I just get angry and I'm at the end of my rope. And, and thank you so much for speaking to me. And I, I want to encourage us to follow the example of Jesus. There's some moms in your life. Maybe it's your own mom. Maybe it's a spiritual mother. Maybe it's a mom friend of yours. But she is desperate to know that she is doing a good job. Can we follow the example of Jesus and speak to our moms, connect with them, encourage them? I think it will make a difference. Amen. And uh, the third thing I just want to focus on that Jesus did on the cross, he is, it says that he was sustaining her. He was sustaining her. It says, then Jesus said to the disciple, behold your mother, which is an awesome phrase. Behold your mother. And I think that's a good challenge for us all today. Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. And I, I, I just want to touch on this. Jesus took time to sustain his mom. And moms, I just want to say this to you. If Jesus could sustain his mom, if Jesus could take care of his mom while on the cross, how much more will he take care of moms while he's seated on the throne? And for those of you who are, I'm at the end of my rope. I feel so weak. I feel like giving up. I feel like I'm doing such a horrible job. I just want to let you know that Jesus will take care of you. That Jesus is your strength. That Jesus will, he will help you. And when you feel like giving up, Jesus will be there for you. In fact, you can cast your cares on Jesus and he will take care of you. Jesus will take care of all of us. And you know, so many of us, when our moms are suffering, we're very unlike Jesus. We get self-absorbed and we just focus on our own problems and our own ministry and our own life. And we're just me, 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 me. But our moms need love too, amen? Our moms need some encouragement and help and sustenance as well. And I, I just want to phrase it like this. You know, if Jesus... Um, if Jesus took care of his mom on the cross, don't save the world and forget your mom. You know, so many of us, we get caught up with our own life, our own jobs, our purpose, our dreams, our ambition. And Jesus, he was fulfilling his goal. He was saving the world, 
but he didn't use that as an excuse to neglect his mom. Jesus took care of his mom on the cross. Don't save the world and forget your mom. You know, moms brought us into their homes, so let's bring them into ours. Amen? Moms need to be sustained. And I like this passage. It says that, that John was given a mom that day as well. And the mother, Mary, was given a son. And I think Jesus knew his mom needed help, but he also knew that John needed a mom. We need moms, don't we? We need moms. And moms are amazing. And moms, if you're in a time where you're lacking strength, let me encourage you to let the Lord be your strength. In Psalm 28, it says this, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord gives his people strength. Could you imagine being filled with so much strength by the Lord that you burst out in songs of thanksgiving? Oh, Lord, I need your help. I'm going through a hard time. Oh, Lord, thank you. You gave me strength. I'm going to be a good mom now. <laughs> I burst out in songs of Thanksgiving. You can clap for that, people. That was a good song. It's copyrighted. Don't steal it. <laughs> so Jesus, he sees his mom. He speaks to his mom. And then he sustains his mom. You know, we have this temptation to be self-absorbed sometimes. You know, as I, I'm growing older and I'm a parent myself, you know, I realized that I was pretty self-absorbed as a teenager and in my 20s as a son. You know, my, my mom has done a lot for me, and I think in my life I've often vilified her. You know, we didn't, we didn't have the perfect family. There's a lot of pain in our family. But, you know, my, my mom, she came from a war-torn country in Sri Lanka, came here as a refugee, she had a lot of her own issues, but she, in my childhood, took the time to love me. I remember when I was around 12, my parents got a divorce, and I, I was living with my dad, and they weren't on the best of terms. My mom and my dad, they weren't really on speaking terms or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it breaks my heart even thinking about this, but there are many mornings where my, my mom when my dad would leave for work in Minnesota, my mom would sneak into my house where I was living with my dad. She would wait for my dad to leave. She would sneak into the house. And while I was still sleeping, she would go into the kitchen. And she must have been super scared, like the man that divorced her, the man she wasn't on speaking terms with. She would sneak into that house, and she would cook me breakfast because she just wanted to love me and take care of me. And then when I would go off to school, she would, she would hide, make sure I didn't see her. And then she would sneak into my room and do my laundry and clean my room for me. And uh, I just, sometimes I just really regret how I've treated my mom. I've treated her very different than Jesus treated his mom. Like on the cross, he took care of his mom. And, you know, I know I was dealing with a lot. My parents were going through a divorce, and there was pain in my life. But I got so focused on my pain that I totally forgot about the sacrifices and the effort and the risk my mom was making to help me feel a little bit more comfortable. And Jesus, in the midst of his pain, he took the time to see his mom, truly see her, to speak to her and sustain her. And I, I just want to challenge you today. Will you love your mom 
like Jesus loved his mom? Will you love your mom like Jesus loved his mom? Take time to call her. Make a list of 10 things you've never thanked, for, thanked her for and just let her know. Can we do that, Kalos Church, on this Mother's Day? Because our moms need to be honored, amen? Our mom, without you moms, we wouldn't be here. We love you. We appreciate you. In this place at Kalos Church, moms, I just want to say you are honored. You are the best. You are so incredible. We look up to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, moms. And if you're feeling like alone or unnoticed, let God be your strength today. He sees you, moms. God is speaking to you even right now, and God will sustain you. Amen? And I I just want to let you know, if you're a spiritual mom, if you're a physical mom, man, if you're trying to be a mom, God will be your strength in this place. Let's pray. Dear Father, I'm just so thankful for our moms. And I pray that you would bless them and be their strength. That you would get them through the good times and the hard times. And I pray, Father, that we would be like you, Jesus. That we would honor our moms. That we would speak to them. Lord, that we would see them. That we would sustain them. That because they brought us into their homes, I pray that we would bring them into our homes and our lives, Lord. That would be said of Kalos Church, this is a place that loves their moms. Father, I pray that just like Jesus did on the cross, those instructions, that we would behold our mothers. Kalos Church, behold your moms. You know, before I I get off the stage, you know, I realize that there are people here and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe this is your first time back to church in a long time. Maybe this is your first time in a church. And I, I want to let you know that God loves you. That Jesus Christ died on the cross, not just for moms, but for all of us. He took on the pain of the world, and he offered us a fresh start and a new hope. If you've been walking through life and you feel like you're in darkness, you feel like you have no hope, you feel like you need a second chance, you feel like you need life I just want to let you know, Jesus Christ is that true life. And I would love to pray for all of you who are saying, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want him to lead my life. I don't want to live in darkness anymore, but I want to walk in light. So if you're in this place and you're saying, Pastor Pradeep, and pray for me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. Let's bow our heads right now and close our eyes and make this a private moment. If you're in this place, you're saying, Pastor Pradeepin, pray for me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus, and I hope you do. It's the best decision I have ever made. Jesus is the best. But if that's you, on the count of three, would you raise your hand so I know who to pray for? One, two, three. Lift up your hand if you're saying, Pastor Pradeepin, pray for me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's pray this prayer together. I'm going to put a prayer on the screen. And this isn't a magic spell. It's just something to articulate, maybe something that's going on in our hearts. Let's pray this all at the same time. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as the Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give Jesus a round of applause? Awesome, awesome.